Hi, I'm Dawn Kendall. And I'm Alex Howarth. And this is the Yoga Life Podcast. Welcome to episode two of series two of the Yoga Life Podcast. This week we're going to be talking all about karma. Um, so last week we touched on spirituality and and just wondering if you've had any thoughts about that over the last, you know, since we've last recorded? Uh, yes, probably. Um, so there's been a couple of things I would say. Uh, I messed up yesterday. Uh, I definitely double booked myself due to just careless diary keeping. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I felt awful. I know this person is busy her time is valuable and I felt awful like proper you know where it makes you almost like your tummy feel bad yeah yeah I know I really 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 had to do a mindful uh sort of talking to myself (laughs) sort of look it's out of your control you've done what what has happened has happened uh I'd sent a couple of messages like apologizing and say sort of explaining the situation um, and then sort of after that, every time it came into my mind and I started to feel a bit sick or anything or any, uh, just started to have the negative feelings of like guilt, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, look, if you keep thinking about this, you're going to feel shit. Stop thinking about it. Stop focusing on it. What she comes back with, she comes back with. It is what it is. Anyway, obviously, it made it 20 times worse in my head than it actually was. And she came back with a lovely message. Of course, but it is just that whole, I was really incorporating the whole mindful thing into trying to help myself feel better in the situation and not sit there and feel sick for the rest of the day and suffer and think of all the worst case scenarios, which is very easily done. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I I get that feeling too. If I've messed up like that, I like, I did the other day last week. I do. Yeah. The feeling sick in your tummy because you've really fucked up. Excuse the language, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's just awful. And you feel so guilty for that other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, a, it is that we just have to remind ourselves that there's nothing we can do as long as we apologize. And then going forward, we really make an effort to learn from our mistake. Yeah. There's nothing more we can do. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so that was one. <laughs> and the second one was, um, for some of you may know, some of you don't, um, as part of my Alex Howarth yoga thing, thing, business. <laughs> <laughs> just uh my life you know just that thing uh talk about playing it down um I've always um done merchandise so like jumpers tops uh yoga mats for a time etc etc anyway I was doing my new range autumn winter range for 2021 22 and uh I made a very very conscious effort to look for sustainable fashion organic uh cotton and recycled polyester and just really making an effort to make it more uh what's the word I'm looking well sustainable but also kinder to the planet so that would be my second example of where I've considered my spirituality into my week or since I last spoke to you yeah oh that's lovely yeah what about you that's something that we can all do when we buy things isn't it just have a think about where it's come from um yeah yeah. um what about me I don't don't know I mean I did do a double think when I went to put something in the recycling that like really simple example we talked about when um oh it was a tin and I was like I can't bother to wash it I'll just throw it in the bin no 
did wash it put it in the recycling obviously you know absolutely yes <laughs> so just just things like that really um just being a bit mindful um yeah I feel like I've been very busy and I can't think straight about what I've been doing <laughs> fair enough yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's fair enough I was thinking last night like right okay how have I been spiritual this week and it was just ah wait I've got two great examples um mainly because they've been so prevalent in my last couple of days yeah yeah I want um, all I my totally clothing get... to be yeah. oh sorry you go Oh, yeah, and I get that that whole messing up, like, you know, double booking, like, you know, that I've done that recently too. And, yeah, just, yeah, I need to learn how to be a bit more mindful about not beating myself up about it. Yeah, there is that. But then mm. I also think that if we don't learn from our mistakes yes. in that situation, we aren't, we should feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, okay, well, from now on, when I have random appointments that aren't really regular... Yeah. Uh, I must put an alert. I must check yeah. the date of which I, I put it on the wrong date. Oh, <laughs> well, at least you I put, tried. I tried, but I it's didn't just, even write mine in the diary. Well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's mindlessness in my actions yeah. because I wasn't concentrating clearly when I was booking that appointment into my diary. So it's mindlessness, but mm-hmm. then, so I have to learn from it. I really have to learn from it. Otherwise I should feel guilty. Yeah. No, I felt terribly guilty. I, I paid for my appointment anyway, and then I've subsequently, subsequently been told off for that. So I, I, I thought I did the right thing. <laughs> oh, well. What um, can we do? Yeah. On to this week's topic of karma. Mm-hmm. Um, I would imagine that a lot of people listening have some preconceived ideas on karma. Um, I know for me, or I automatically think, what goes around comes around. That's literally the saying, the karmic saying in the world. I also just associate it with like Buddhism, but we're going to explore it a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. What in, so from the yogic point of view, what would you say? Like, what is karma? How, how can we talk about it? So like you said, it really is. Um, a lot of it is to do with you reap what you sow, yeah. but uh, karma is karma defined the word karma means action yeah uh so the concept behind it is every action has a reaction essentially and if we think about this from almost like what we were talking about with the spirituality being everything being connected um it kind of if we start to consider that as a truth that everything is connected it only makes sense that every every person's action is going to have a reaction because every person is connected to everything else if we think of karma as our action so karma doesn't only involve our current actions it also involves our past actions and our future actions so you could kind of break it down into three types of karma the first one is like our the action of which we are committing in the present moment so we are right now acting in a certain way we are recording a podcast and that will have a positive or negative karma going forward right we'll talk about that in a second but they your first type of karma is the action that you are performing in the present the second type of karma is the effect our past actions have on our current character and life experience so this one is quite common in people's minds because uh let's say something happens and it's like oh it's your karma or karma's come to get you okay yeah 
so the effect your set the second type of karma is the effect our past actions have on our current character and life experience okay so our previous actions dawn have brought us to this point yeah yeah okay yeah yeah um and then our third type of karma is our future karma essentially what are we doing now and which will create our karma in the future or our our character and our life experience in the future so we've got three you've got the present you've got the past and you've got the future so they are three different layers of the karma so with the second one it is very much you reap what you sow that's kind of that whole uh you know if you messed up in the past then you're suffering the consequences of that with your current situation um if you want to know the kind of life you've lived or what karmic wise then look at what you're living now if you want to if you want to know what kind of life you will lead what are you doing now you can always kind of look at where you are now to judge where you're going and where you've been and with karma um within um the buddhist term within even within yoga actually it doesn't just consider the life we're in now it also considers previous lives yes i was going to say that's something i briefly uh did read about yeah yeah obviously in buddhism and hinduism they believe in the reincarnation and past lives and yeah all that so it's it's not necessarily that you're um living out an action or a karmic result of something that's happened in this life it could be something that's happened in a previous life and i think we touched on this last week when i said i think we're only one to four people away from being enlightened so we'll be reincarnated into four different bodies and then one of us will hit enlightenment. I'm almost sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of that. So also what we perform in this life has a karmic result in our next lives. And also what we did in our last lives would have had an impact on this life. Yeah. Now, if you do or you don't believe in reincarnation, you can kind of put it to one side. You can kind of whatever. I'm just going to think about it as this life which is absolutely fair enough. It's kind of a weird concept to wrap your head around. But what this what happens is these uh, are actions. Uh, they're also known, they layer on our karma. And these are known as samskaras, S-A-M-S-K-R-A-S, samskaras. And this is very much to do with that second principle. So the effect of our past actions have on our current character and life experience, the second uh, type of karma. So we move through a lifetime creating layers of karma or samskaras and do you remember when we every time we bring up the the true self or the soul wrapped around in all those petals yeah those petals are our samskaras so there are layers of karma that we're wrapping around the soul whether they be or the self whether they be good or bad yeah and we look to remove those layers of of bad karma yeah yeah cool yeah uh so then when we have uh sorry did you have a question off that no, no. I mean, I just, I read a book. Um, this is a fiction book. If it, yeah, I was reading a fiction book. I've just reread it for a second time. I should find, I'll find afterwards the author. It's a very, very good um, fiction book. I think it won awards. And it really, it just struck me. I think I read it the first time. I didn't really think much of the, the short little passage. It's about this family and their youngest son has gender not issues but like wants to be a girl then isn't sure they live in America they don't feel accepted etc 
the mum is a doctor, takes the little boy, well, when he's about 11, off to Thailand with her on a, like a, like a, to go work in a hospital in the jungle, basically. He ends up teaching at the school and he's suddenly like accepted like so much more. It's just like, it's just normal, completely normal. And she talks to like this fellow doctor, this Thai doctor who, who does say like, how, you know, they're saying to her, well, it's so accepted here. You know, you all think of it. It's just, it's just normal. And there's, there's a lots of people that are exactly the same as him slash her. And they say, yeah, well, it's not, it's not their fault why should we judge it's what's happened in their past life that's why they've come back like this and it's completely fine you know and it you know it's beyond their control and it, yeah I only recently when I read reread the book it sort of reminded me of that yogic way of thinking so what's the book called this is how it always is by Laurie Frankel so yes yeah, that's all I just thought of when we're talking about drama yeah, and, and that reincarnation. Life, the reincarnation. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, if we take that as true, it's a lovely way to consider or think about other people. It's just like, well, we have no choice in these sort of things. So, you know, we, ca- we have no choice in where we're born, how we're born, anything like that. Yeah. Um, but with, with reincarnation, it's uh, if we think of the layers of karma as things being stored in the subconscious mind. So instead of thinking of of layers and of really super woohoo, think of it of the things that go on in your subconscious mind, the the things that we bury, the things that we don't even realize are still there anymore. Um, For anyone who who has ever worked through things, issues, stuff that goes on in their life, uh, maybe therapy, uh, maybe just through self-work, you'll know that there's loads and loads of behaviors that aren't necessarily things that we know we do. So if we think about habits and perhaps things that we would consider bad habits, how difficult they're break, they are to break. And it, it's not necessarily things that we have developed in this lifetime. It could be things that we have created in a previous lifetime as well. But essentially it's things that are deep rooted in our subconscious um, and they are a result of our previous actions and our karmas. Um, what we also have to remember is that a lot of people think that karma is really like a, um, uh, a personal thing, which in a lot of ways that it is, but there is also a collective karma so, or a global karma or a, a karma of a certain time. So for instance, um, our generation will have a certain level of karma. It's a collective karma. Uh, a town could have a collective karma. The, the, the human race, I would argue, ha- is going to suffer a collective karma for the, the um, impact we have on the planet. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not just a personal thing. It, you could be wrapped up in the poor, the bad karma or the good karma to, for that matter of your surroundings. So for instance, if you are if you're in a country that's in a state of war, horribly relevant right now, mm. then um, then it's not necessarily your personal karma. It's the collective karma. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's always worth, worth remembering that it's not, it's not just all about you. It really is quite connected. Yeah, um, I think instantly people, I guess they just, when you think about karma, yeah, can automatically think of 
well, I was mean to something or I accidentally stole some pick and mix when I was little and it came back to bite you when something bad happens to you and you're like, yeah, but it can be a whole lot bigger than that. It can be a lot bigger than that as <laughs> yeah. well. But um, there's this phrase, I think it's called karmic clearing, mm-hmm. I think. And the idea is that when we suffer some kind of horrible event, some kind of loss, that is essentially that's a, a debt page paid sorry okay. uh karma used to be coined or the an old term for karma used to be debt and so if you've paid if you've suffered some kind of karma uh or some something in your life so the loss of something or someone something really awful then you could argue that that is some karma being paid a debt being paid therefore that's past that's kind of okay i've cleared some karma now Yes, it's it's almost quite refreshing and it's nicer to think of that way. Okay, yes, that wasn't great to experience. That was shit to live through, et cetera, et cetera. But in some way I have cleared some kind of karmic debt. And so it's that's done. It's not going to come back to bite you in the ass later. No, no, (laughs) exactly. So, you know, you've got through some kind of suffering in your life um, and that's cleared some of your karmic debt. Um, So, yeah, does that as a summary of what karma is, does that? Does that kind of make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, and I read um, just a short piece and it was saying like, so the essence of the practice is to act with the right motives in the right way to the best of one's ability while surrendering attachment to the outcome. So mm-hmm. that, I suppose that's focusing not just on the actual action, but the intention behind the action. Absolutely. Oh, this is way down in my notes, but I like this. Um, Yeah, no, 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 this is good. So um, if we look at, uh, I think everyone kind of understands good karma and bad karma. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I, personally, I think that good karma and bad karma have a different, from the way I look at it to the way others perceive it is is quite different. So uh, I'm going to talk about how others perceive it first, because it goes on I assume others perceive it first because it goes more into what you were saying. So good karma, the things, our behaviors are three different layers. So you've got this, the karma of your speech, you've got the karma of your body and you've got the karma of your mind. So if for instance, you are acting in a good way, uh, you are speaking in a good way, but your mind has all the bad intentions for these behaviors it uh, it undoes all the positive karma or the good karma um, that's that from the other two. So all right. three need to be uh, good. So other words for good karma would be wholesome. So if something is wholesome, you can think of that as good karma. So uh, it that's also known as kush- kushala, kushala, K-U-S-H-A-L-A. So if someone knows how to pronounce that differently, please do get in touch. This could then be translated as skillful or intelligent. So if your behavior is skillful, intelligent, wholesome, then that would be considered good karma. But so what we would think of uh, a good karma is essentially the end result of a good karma would be there is no suffering. Okay. No yeah. suffering, whether that be to you, whether it be to someone else, whether it be to the planet, etc., etc., etc. That would be a good karma where there is no suffering. Um, oh, so, so for example, to then turn it bad would be if I was trying to get something from you by acting really nice, talking really nice, but the 
actual end result would only benefit me, but it would negatively benefit you, negatively affect you. That's bad karma. Yes, but it would also be bad on you because you would probably end up feeling guilty and bad for it. Yeah, yeah, true. And I'm not saying I wouldn't be the kind of person to do that, but you know, that, yeah, the way you described it made me think of people while well, they're thinking one thing and acting and saying opposite. Super very look, to look better than they are yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i think this we use this um example way back when in series one is that whole chatting someone up saying that you want a relationship acting like you want a relationship and then actually all you want is the juicy stuff yeah it's it's that kind of thing um so you're bad you're unho- would bad karma would be anything that's unwholesome known as akashula so mm-hmm. kashula with an A on the front, Akashula, <laughs> which is unskillful and unintelligent. So really, guys, if you're acting like an idiot, it's probably bad karmas. <laughs> um, so unintelligent. And again, this must be with speech, body and mind. And all three must be in line with uh, something wholesome for it to be good. And if all but three are bad or even one are bad or unwholesome, then um, it's, it's instantly goes straight down to the bad karmas. Um But then also we have a neutral karma, which is anything unintentional. So if, for instance, killing an animal, any animal would be considered a bad karma because there's suffering there. You know, the the intention behind it is probably bad. Um, But if you accidentally stood on an an ant or uh, a bug, Mm -hmm. that's unintentional. Um, And I believe that the um, within... Buddhist traditions, there's actually like a uh, a prayer sort of thing where you can apologize essentially for all your unintentional karmas and all the insects you accidentally mm-hmm. kill. Um, so yeah, that's your neutral karma, anything that is unintentional. Um, and then there was, there's a, a story I'm try- or a fable or something where it's trying to kind of understand good karmas and bad karmas. So essentially you could say that a good, uh, it's a bad karma to lie. Yeah. It's generally unwholesome, unintelligent. It's not good. Usually lying causes suffering further down the line. We discussed that in episode two of series one. Um, But let's say that there is a beautiful animal, uh, let's say an antelope wandering through the jungle and you happen to see it uh it's absolutely gorgeous and it trots off to find its family further down the river uh and some hunters come by and they're like did you see the giant antelope where is it which way did it go mm-hmm. and you put them in the exact opposite direction to which it went really the lie there is better is a better karma than the negative impact of pointing those hunters in the right direction because their intention was bad. Yeah. Whereas your intention was good. Yeah. So it is all about the intent. So like you say, stepping on an ant, you're walking down the street and accidentally step on an ant. Like that's not, you've not done it on purpose. You know, you can't literally look before every single step, but if you went outside and saw that ant and purposefully stamped your foot on it, that's different. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's, that's neutral versus bad. Exactly. Cool. Exactly. Seeing, I wouldn't say seeing the ant and then, well, actually, yes, I would. I would say if you saw a bug on the floor and then actively walked around it and chose not to stand on it. That's good. Because how, that's good karma. Because how easy would it be just to just carry on your own path, even though you saw a bug? Yeah. 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 Um, 
So yes. Uh, so that, that I'd say is um, the difference between good and bad. Wholesome, intelligent, skillful equals yeah. good. What yeah. is it? Kashula. Yeah. Um, uh, unwholesome, unskillful, unintelligent is bad and akushula. Okay. Yeah. So they're the difference. Whereas in my head and my understanding of karma, it comes more inward. And I would say this is probably more the first and the second variations of karma. So your first variation of karma was actions and uh, actions we are committing in the present. And the second one was the effects of our past actions we have on our current character and uh, life experience. I would say perhaps more leaning towards the two, but your good karmas. So this is essentially yoga suggests that our karma has been created as a template for the life we have. And we then have the opportunity to grow and evolve and to change our karma. Okay. So you could argue that your good karmas are the things that you're good at and the things that come easy to you. So would you argue that you don't have a few attributes that come very, very easily to you that you really enjoy that they feel like, you know, this is, this is what I'm good at. These are yeah. made for me. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I like to feed people nice food and be welcoming and friendly to people. Your crafts, you're amazing yeah. at your crafts. You're amazing at what you do as a job. And it's so yeah. obvious that now you've found your way into your massage and your teaching. Yeah. That that's so more your gifts than no offense yeah. to what you were doing. Yeah, but no. your previous job, it brought you no joy. No, exactly. No. And that, I guess we touch on that next week in Dharma as well. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, and so then your bad karmas. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. So those good karmas, the, the things that come easily to you, have you been gifted to you because of your, the things and the actions and everything that you've done in your previous life? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or previous, yeah, previous lives. And then your bad karmas are your struggles, the things that you ha- feel have a negative impact and the things that you really just uh, about your life. So they could be mm-hmm. things like family dramas, but it could be things like uh, managing money or it could be mm-hmm. things even as big as um, even things like mental health. Yeah. So you could argue that they could be your bad karmas. And again, they are a result of the um, actions of your previous life. However... If you combine both of these things, your good karmas and your bad karmas, they kind of create this like tapestry, this woven together uh, life template, whatever you want to call it, that essentially gets us to where we are today. Mm -hmm. Without each of us, we would not be sat here right now with our absolute unique set of good karmas and bad karmas. Would we, if we hadn't have had so much... um, experience with um perhaps hurt pain uh anxiety depression um would we have got to where we are today would we be as interested in or have read the things that we have read to make us as interested in these topics as we are now to sit here and actually record us doing it yeah definitely not no definitely not yeah um if we didn't have our good karmas so for instance our ability just to talk and talk openly to anyone and communicate well Uh, if we didn't both have an obvious love and easy feeling about teaching yoga, would we be here right now? Probably not. So it's an, it's a woven uh, tapestry of our good and our bad karmas that always bring us to where we are at, at this point. And it's then up to us to decide where our karmas go. 
Okay. So like then what, what we kind of do with those or what we do with those. Yes. What we do, what we, so we look back to see what our karma is. So we figure out what's going on. What are the, what are the habits and the behaviors that we have? Um, what are our good and bad karmas? What do we want to feed and nourish? And what do we want to work on and change? Um, a really good example here is uh, if someone's bad with money. So that is a behavior that we could have learned in this life. It could be a behavior that we've learned in a previous life, et cetera, et cetera. However, if we choose to accept the fact that that is one of our negative karmas, and then we choose to change our subscaras, change our behaviors, change our karmas, then we learn new habits, we learn new behaviors through work and layering on different and new samskaras. Mm -hmm. So when we move forward in life, we create a different um, evolved and changed tapestry of how our life will pan out, which is essentially our third karma, the future karma. So we are constantly reaping the... Um, reaping the results of our past karma, but in this present moment, we are also sowing the seeds for our future karma. Lovely. I'm thinking of a visual. Clearly I'm a visual person. person. So I'm envisaging our big peony and we come in with half the petals are pink and lovely and half are slightly dying, a bit ugly looking. So that's our good and our bad. And now we have the choice to leave them as they are or we can at work to turn those bad ones pink as well. Oh, yeah. And let and let the brown ones fall away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I that, like that. Yeah. Okay. I love it. And whenever you talk about the layers, I just I do just think of a peony because they've got so many petals and they're big and round, like you know, really lovely big flowers. And yeah, every you can imagine layer. something very special right in the middle, can you? Yes, like, I guess this is self. why in yoga they talk about the lotus flower again. That's got lots of petals i just think yeah i love a peony so that comes to my mind yeah i mean they are beautiful aren't they <laughs> um so they were for me that's what good and bad karma is the good karmas are the things that we personally have they're our own personal attributes and our bad karmas are again are our own personal attributes and it's our choice as to how we move those forward mm -hmm. so why would we want to consider a karma while we're living our daily lives you know what how can it benefit us to consider it so there's a quote said by someone <laughs> beginning with v it'll come to me it'll probably be, end up in the show notes because i can't remember right now <laughs> um and it is there is no greater power on earth and no that's not right there is no power on earth greater than the right action in the present moment yeah yeah mm -hmm. so if we consider that on a huge global scale, mm, 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 what behavior could we consider a good behavior? So let's say all, of, <laughs> I do wonder the impact of this. Okay, let's think how much damage, et cetera, we, we as a human race are causing to the planet. Mm -hmm. Imagine how much of an impact if everyone at the, at the same time, so the right time, we switched off all power and electric power. Yeah. What would happen? Even yeah. for a few moments, the I would imagine the impact on a global scale would be massive. So there is no power on earth greater than the right action at the present moment. So essentially, if you choose to do the right thing at the right moment, the knock-on effect could be astronomical. It could be huge. It could have such huge karmic effects going forward 
that um, that's so worth doing. And yeah. so what we need to constant constantly consider is quite a lot. But if what we want to consider in our daily life as to why we want to keep this karma in the forefront of our mind is because no matter what is happening to you, you have a choice as to whether you you choose to behave or react or respond in a good and positive way, or if you choose to behave like an idiot. Okay. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, you will almost guarantee that your if you behave and respond in a in a way that is deemed good, wholesome, intelligent, skillful, especially if it is performed at the right time in the right moment then the the payback will come and probably uh like times a million you know it really it's really worth doing so for instance an example of that could be the whole work email thing mm -hmm. if someone is an absolute dickhead on a work email and you just fire back some unintelligent unskillful hurtful response that is only going to cause suffering down the line probably not only to you not uh, not only to them but to you uh to others around you in the office um and you've chosen to react in a really bad way the the outcome of that is going to be harmful mm -hmm. whereas if you choose choose no matter what situation you're in to take the high ground mm -hmm. uh you choose to react in a or respond in a positive way, in a way that is thoughtful, intelligent, wholesome, to reduce suffering or eliminate suffering completely, you are only going to reap the benefits of that. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially, we consider karma to reduce our own suffering, the suffering of others around us all of the time. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I think about the whole, where I, I said like without while surrendering attachment to the outcome, it's also making those choices when the outcome maybe doesn't di directly affect us or won't affect us for a long time, mm -hmm. such, such as the power. Like if we all turned everything off, you know, if we turn more things off, you're making yeah. that. It's not going to affect us in that moment for the better, but in the long run, it's affecting the planet in the best for the better. Exactly. Always um, the uh, diet idea comes to this one as well, doesn't yeah. it? If you're if you're on a diet, you make the intelligent choice of not eating a second portion of dinner. Mm -hmm. It might be a little bit oh, at the time. However, down the line, you will reap the rewards yeah. of that mindful eating. Yeah. Um, and it always pays off, always pays off. You will lose weight excess body fat whatever it might be you will be a healthier person if you manage your calories or food intake or whatever yeah. it might be yeah so, yeah um, making those good choices in the moment yeah regardless put, putting something in the bank for later exactly what's it called um compounding yes so i was gonna say how so we've talked about like why we would want to practice how can we practice I suppose we have vaguely we've touched on that anyway how we can practice karma so I've got a few bullet points with yep. how to implement good karma mm -hmm. um, into our lives and it is essentially or this could be also onto the mat actually are we there yet yeah we can we can, we can include it onto the mat as well yeah so within with the yoga mat with your day 
if you journal, you can do this in a journal. If you're not a journaler, you can just wake up and think it. If you just do this on your yoga mat, it's also incredibly powerful. And it's to set a good intention. So a really lovely way to think about it is to set a good intention for your day uh, or your practice and then stick to that intention. So your intention might be to be present, um, to be mindful and to be kind. So that's actually three really big asks, but uh, it might be that you choose one. It might be that you choose all three. It might be that you need something more specific. It might be that I, my intention for the day is to be um, mindful of my speech Mm -hmm. or my intention for the day is to be mindful about how much I spend. My intention for the day is to be, uh, kinder to my really grumpy neighbor (laughs) (laughs) you know it really could be quite small yeah my intention for the day is to reduce the amount of meat I consume or animal projects I consume that kind of thing so that's a lovely thing and then if you're on the yoga mat it could be something as small as I intend not to uh push myself further than necessary I intend to be kind to myself throughout this practice so things like that yeah, it's always nice um, at the start of the class, isn't it? Sometimes just to get people to think about why they're there and then how can they honour that reason? Uh, you know, why why have you come to this yoga class? Take a moment to think about that. And then throughout the practice, how can you yeah, make the most of, of that and align your practice with your intention? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so your your good karmas, your layers of new petals, your layers of samskaras that are coming are the sticking to and resolving to work on those new intentions. Okay. So if you are looking to change a behavior, it's much like changing a, a bad habit. It's very much the same. We're looking to layer on new habits or new samskaras um, by practicing and constantly coming back to that intention, to that new behavior, to whatever it might be. Because if we say it at the beginning of class and then don't act on it, if we say it in the morning and then don't act on it, then you're not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's better to, it's always looking to then follow through on that intention. So an intention, for example, in a yoga class could be, I'm going to class today for my mind. My body is tired. So I'm literally going to not push into anything and I'm going to be present. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. But then to not follow through would be to get caught up in the moment in a pose and push myself and be like, normally I can do this, push myself and it hurts. And my mind then wanders because it hurts or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm usually really good at this, but today I'm not good at it. And it's really shitty and I hate yoga or I'm so rubbish and beat yourself up and or hurt yourself even worse. Yeah. I say even worse. Is it? It's both physical or mental pain. Both are bad as each other. When really we should be bringing it back around to being like, I'm not as good at this today, but I'm here for my mind today. I'm here to clear my mind. Let's be present. Let's just appreciate this time that I've given myself. Yeah. Love that. Love yeah. that. Um, so another uh, way to implement good karma into life or onto the mat is to create good habits. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to what we were just saying, but if you want to change something, you need to work on actually changing it. So if, for instance, um, you wanted to start saving more money 
actively go and start saving more money. Don't just talk about it. Go and open the bank account. Go and set up the direct debit. Start um, reducing your costs. Cancel your Disney Plus and your Now TV. You know, <laughs> you don't need all of them. That kind of thing. Look to ways to save money and actually follow through with the actions and start to create those new behaviors rather than just kind of toying with the idea of it or complaining about how things, oh, I never have any money, but then not actually doing the things that you need to to change it. So creating new good habits and then, um, yeah, and then just really, really trying to live them. And accept the fact with kindness, the fact that sometimes you'll be really bloody good at these habits, but those old samskaras, those old behaviors, those learned habits from the past are there, they're deep rooted and they're real low down in your subconscious. So when you're feeling a little bit like you're struggling or a bad habit just suddenly comes back up, you've started spending more than you've got, you've started or you've stopped saving money or every time you've got money in your savings account, you just withdraw it out again. Uh, or you set up countless uh, TV accounts <laughs> again um notice those behaviors but also don't beat yourself up because these are long deep-rooted behaviors yeah. um so yeah it's setting up good habits is always a good one for your mat for getting on the yoga mat getting the habit of just getting on your mat yeah yeah and there's a good uh saying isn't it make a change or remain the same something along those lines yeah uh what is what's the um definition of insanity uh doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results yes exactly yes. yeah yeah and we're definitely going to touch on habits later in the series which will be a great topic so yeah if anyone's struggling with creating new habits definitely keep an ear out for that that episode yeah it'll be a good one yeah. um act for the good so another one for good karma to implement mm-hmm. um Act for the good of others. So if we look at this as um, every time you go to say something, every time you go to do something, consider or run through the phrase, is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? So every time we say something or do something for, for the sake of others or even for ourselves, you can either do it with your own self-talk. Um, gosh, that'd be a lot, wouldn't it? You're mm-hmm. like your mind is saying something and then you've got to say to your own mind is it kind is it true is it necessary and then think oh no it's not kind or true or necessary so then you've got to st- <sighs> and people will be looking at you while you're like chatting away in your own head literally like, like who is this crazy. person <laughs> <laughs> i just asked if you're okay <laughs> i suppose it's a more, uh, more elaborate version of when you're growing up uh being told if you haven't got something nice to say don't say anything at all well, exactly. Whereas I think exactly. it's not just about having something nice to say, it's also having something, um, oh, I've completely forgot, constructive, that's the word. Yes, constructive, constructive to say, feedback. because you can say, yeah, unnice things in a constructive way. Yes, you can. I can't yeah. remember which one we, truths, didn't we, when we were talking yes. about truths. Yes, that's um, it. Yeah, is learning how to phrase things in a way that are kind and useful, yes. not dickish and hurtful. Yeah. Um, so so act it so that's saying things for the good of others and reducing suffering there but also uh act for the good of others so for instance um i had this conversation with our my yogis last night i've noticed now we're back in the studio that there's four or five of them that when they get to the studio they go to the same spot every time <laughs> yeah <Now>, attachment <laughs> yeah so this is what we we're discussing but if for instance you walked into the yoga studio and knew that the person who loved to go on the front row was just behind you and 
you were like, no, I want to go front row and put your mat there. Not because you like to be front row, want to be front row, but purely just out of spite, just because <laughs> let's see how they react. Um, then that would just be completely acting f- to cause them to suffer. to So they feel uncomfortable or uncoordinated or just a bit out of sorts within their yoga practice is going to throw them off. Some people really like their own spot Mm -hmm. and it puts them instantly at peace. I have it with my yoga mat. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't really mind where I practice as such. I mean, there are absolutely limits on that, but it's like, if I feel, if I'm standing on my yoga mat, then I have that energy there. That's that I'm, I'm settled. I'm in place. Mm -hmm. Some people have that with the location in the room. And so it's always worth considering, but essentially act for the good of others. So think about the actions that you're taking and are they going to reduce or eliminate suffering for those around you? So uh, we talked about it in an episode about, you know, taking the rubbish out. Yeah. You know, who's suffering if I don't take the rubbish out? Well, me. And it's not really nice for the rest of the household. So just get it done. Whereas actually if, if Mossy was also considering acting for the good of others, he would have known to take the bin out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just considering acting for the good of yeah. others. I think that's quite a, an easy one and obvious and an obvious one of how to implement good karmas into your life. Going um, to the person, so the yoga positioning within a room. What, so if, if someone behind you, you know they always like to go like a certain spot at the front and you walk in and there is only that one spot left at the front, but you're always like, I really do want to go at the front this week because I don't want the distraction of the people in front of me, or I want to be able to see the teacher more, etc. cetera. I, yeah. What, what, would, what would you do? I suppose if you, cause in my head, I'm like, well, you could take the spot and you could, that could then help that other yogi overcome some attachment. Agreed. Agreed. But it depends I would... how that yogi reacts. It, it does. Re- and hopefully that yogi is a very yogic yogi. Mm-hmm. That's a word. That's the thing. <laughs> yogic yogi. Um, and they're fine with it. But oh, I need to work on my attachment issues or whatever it might be. I think the kindest thing to do would be to turn around and be like, I know that's your normal spot, but I really just need to. I've been struggling with um, looking at other people in class and I really just need to focus today. Is there any chance you'd mind me going in your normal spot? If you put something like that, that way that person is very unlikely to be like no and if they are no I'm really sorry I need to be there you know I just I can't stand having people in front of me or whatever Hmm. then it might be that the people other people on the front row were like oh you know what just come here then come into my spot instead or um they might be oh no it's fine whatever you you go there it's you it just, it could go a billion ways and the reaction and responses of other people around them, the the karma of that person that you've just asked, the good for uh, to act for the goodness or for the good of others, they would perhaps be selfless and allow you to go in that spot. Or they might have to also act for the good of themselves and be like, I'm really sorry, I need to protect my boundaries on this. But boundaries also a topic we're covering, isn't it? Um, it is, yes. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, so there are a billion ways that could go. However, it is just considering what is intelligent, what is skillful, what is wholesome, what is going to reduce suffering. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, think about the outcomes. Definitely. Yeah. Good. Um, and then my final one, a karmic act of kindness. 
So you can't, that's a very nice example of your karmic act of kindness. You're that second person that usually goes at the front of the class. Someone turns and says to you, do you mind if I go in your spot? Cause I'm really struggling today. Your karmic act of kindness would be, of course, take the spot. It's absolutely fine. And perhaps you might have a, a practice that feels a little bit, bit disjointed because you're in a different place um, or you're distracted by the fact that there are actually people in front of you or whatever it might be. It's a guy with a really good butt right in front of you. And you just spend the whole session like, holy moly. Um, but yeah, that's your karmic act of goodness. Uh, your kindness. karmic act of kindness. Um <laughs> You know that when I run my online workshops or even actual real life workshops, I often have a karma, karma space. So that is a space for someone that may not be able to afford to pay to come to one of my workshops, but I know that really needs it. Yeah. And it's, it's offering out this, this information, this service in a way that um, really helps others but I don't really get anything back for having their presence there is enough for me. Having them learn and hopefully feel inspired or educated or that they can get something from my workshop, my teachings, that's enough for me. And therefore, why wouldn't I put it out there? Yeah. Um, yoga teachers have been known to take this too far. And um, there's that whole belief system of, well, it's bad karma to charge people to attend yoga. And if you're teaching yoga, you should just give it away for free because then it's good karma. Yeah, yeah, I've read stuff like that. And it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because I think no, it, it's good to give the odd bit and just to inspire people. But if you are doing it at the detriment to yourself, it's not sustainable. And therefore you're suffering and you won't be able to keep teaching. Yep, exactly. Essentially, you're causing your own suffering. If you could teach for free... Mm. And that cause no ill effects, no no suffering, then great. But if you essentially you have the means to be able to teach for free, are you causing a load of yogis, potential yogis, who would pay money to go to yoga to not pay potentially people who could really use that money? Yeah. So someone who's incredibly affluent can absolutely afford a £10 yoga class is choosing to go to the free one instead of to the the three pound yoga class just down the road because this girl is actually really struggling and desperately needs the money. Yeah. 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 And so what are you taking from others by offering out a service that's free? Um, and yeah, like you said, you when if we offered our yoga out for free, Dawn, we would really, really bloody struggle. We've yes. got to make a living. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it does no nothing good for for us in return. It's you yeah, you have to know your worth and and charge your worth it's an energetic balance isn't it yes yeah 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 um so there would they would be my top four set good intentions create good habits um act for the good of others so is it kind is it true is it necessary and karmic acts of kindness they would be my real go-tos on on how to implement it onto the map and also into real life cool no good Good points, and we can all do them easily. I think. Yes. Yeah. I think there is this real um, thing with karma where people instantly say, if something bad happens to them, it's always karma. And I do think that it happens quite a lot, um, and people just blame karma or they play the victim card. 
mm-hmm. where they're just like, oh, poor me. I've clearly had bad karmas in a previous life. You know, it's not my fault. Whereas if we start to blame karma, we then take no responsibility for our samskaras. And yes, we didn't ever, we don't now feel present in those previous lives. You know, we don't feel like we are attached to them in any way, but we are. Or we now don't feel like we are connected to the behaviors that are rooted deep in our subconscious, but they are part of us. Mm -hmm. And so instead of playing the victim, it's, it's accepting the responsibility for what is happening to you and choosing to react or respond in a way that changes your new samskaras, your new karmas, your, your new behaviors going forward and perhaps creating a different path for your future rather than just oh bully for me there's nothing I can do about it I'm just going to play the victim and what will be will be I clearly can't change my karma so I'm just going to suffer so you mean so I'm going to run for an example and if see if this is what you mean if I was really bad with money when I was younger got into debt then when I became better with money I still had no money because I was paying off the debt and I start to be like, oh, you know, I'm always going to be poor. It's not my fault. No, no, no. Like I work hard. I should have money. This should all be gone. I'm a better person now. I shouldn't have that debt. But really, you know, I've still got to make up for the bad, the bad behaviors. And the way I change it is to then pay it off and to save and to be better for the future and develop yes. good habits. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes. It's choosing how you look at your karmas. It's so if we think about bad karma or things that happen around us that are negative might not be our own karma. Remember, like we said at the beginning, that could be a global karma, a collective karma of some other sort. But also if we think of it as, yes, this isn't great, but a, it could well be karmic clearing. So we're getting rid of some bad karmas fab what it also creates is an opportunity for change Mm -hmm. development learning new behaviors creating new samskaras uh, creating new karmas for the future so it's our attitude towards our bad karma that i feel like we need to be very aware of and it might be that your samskaras have caused you to be more likely to be either victimized or become the victim And so that in itself could be something that you need to work on. Oh, I always play the victim card. Is it Snow White? The Snow White uh, personality type constantly needs to be rescued. I feel like it's Snow White. Yeah, possibly. Um, And yeah, it's that person who always needs to be rescued, can't actually do anything for themselves. If that is part of your personality type, then it's accepting that and not continuing to embrace it. Yeah, changing that, not just, yeah, not just letting people continue to rescue you. Yes. Yeah. Um, And my final point, my final thing I wanted to talk about was karmic relationships. Mm -hmm. Do you know anything about those? No. So I don't know if um, our wonderful friend, my best friend, ever told you about the card I wrote her. It was a couple of years ago. might have been when she graduated or finished her PhD. Um, essentially I wrote her a card and I've always, always loved this feeling of the fact that when me and my best friend, who was also friends with Dawn, um, met, it was like, I'd never, I hadn't known her. She just moved to the area. I'd never met before in my life, but when we met, it instantly felt like we'd known each other for years. And there's this lovely, lovely Buddhist 
concept, which is essentially if, and I wrote this in the card, uh, that when you meet someone who you feel like you've known forever, it suggests that you've known each other in a previous life and that they're back in your life for a reason. I very much feel like this person is in my life for a reason. We met again. We have met in a previous life. I'm almost certain of it. And we are in each other's lives now for whatever reason that might be. We may have already fulfilled our karmic reason for meeting. We might have somehow inadvertently helped each other some way, but I still feel like she very much belongs in my life. And I think the feeling is mutual. Um, <laughs> and so I feel like there is a journey for us to be had and we are here on it together and we've met for a reason and it's a karmic relationship. So if, for instance, there was also a, uh, a guy on my 200 hour yoga course in Nepal and he wasn't even staying in the same accommodation as I was. We met each other very, very rarely, especially at the beginning, <clears throat> especially at the beginning, but we instantly, almost from the word go, acted like brother and sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, towards the end of, you know, just constant, just easy flowing banter behaviors, just felt incredibly comfortable within each other's um, company. And he said to me uh, partway through the 200 hour, the, the month that we were there, he was like, oh, we have 100% been siblings in a previous life. <laughs> and it was so that, it, it was just we're so obviously supposed to have met again and he said I don't know how much we'll have to do with each other in this life but I am almost I can almost guarantee we will know each other in the next and it's like it was instant we were supposed to meet yeah. it was very very odd have you ever had it with anyone I was then trying to think about that I don't uh, I'm not sure I've, I've definitely had the moments where like when I've been on a course or something like that and there's always just someone you kind of radiate towards and you gen you just get on with like you've never met them before in your life but you're there for a few days and you just click absolutely click um I don't know if they've been as deep as to be like um yeah like 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 that kind of thing um I'm not really sure no I, yeah I'm not that nothing stands out to me mm. specifically yeah. yeah. Essentially, what the things to look out for with a karmic relationship is feeling like you've known that person, f even though you don't know them, that instant feeling of comfort and ease and just, yeah, you're, you're supposed to be in my life. But then there's also another kind where it might be that someone is supposed to be in your life. Again, going back to that old word um, or old phrase that was described karma was debt, that someone comes into your life because they need to pay back a karmic debt to you mm -hmm. or you need to pay back a karmic debt for them so so they might be in your life for a short amount of time but that within that time they manage to pay this karmic debt whatever it might be and then they move on right yeah so for instance this is a really i'm just stretching here someone comes into your life they contact you out of the blue they give you a chunk of money because they need X amount of treatments on X amount of injuries. Uh, you connect really, really well over that time. They're a great person. Um, you fix their injury and then off they go. And it yeah. could, and you never see them again. They've gone for the hills. And it might be that I don't, that's a really kind of loose idea, but did they come into your life to pay off a karmic debt from a previous uh, uh, ill or was yeah. it the other way around where you bought into their life um, so that you could pay back a karmic debt, that kind of thing. Um, so it could be that. It could be a relationship like um, 
uh, often people will consider if they meet someone of, of a romantic type that they'll feel like soulmates if that karmic connection is there it feels like soulmates this is meant to be and again it might feel like it's meant to be for a short amount of time yeah there is a small part of me that thinks that my whole marriage was a karmic connection that that meant to happen and I meant to go through that what I would call a spell of shit karma <laughs> yeah because it knocked me onto a path that I don't think I would have taken without it happening. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a bit of me and the connection was there very, very quickly. There's a bit of me that thinks karmic connection, bit of me that thinks narcissist. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I suppose, you know, and uh, there's a very yogic way of thinking of it in that you kind of, you look back at it now and think, yes, it was shit, but it's led me to where I am now. And that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can totally get that there's so many like yeah things happened in my life that have shaped me for who I am today yeah yeah whether they were bad things or not like you know yeah. they all add up to who you are now absolutely um yeah. so with karmic relationships it's I think attachment comes into it a lot because people hold on to them because they're like well I felt like it should be it was meant to be whether it's a friendship or a um a relationship but essentially if it's if the karma debt is paid if if that's why they're in your life if what if the journey that you were supposed to be on or the reason you were supposed to meet is fulfilled then maybe it is time to let go mm -hmm. yeah. so um yeah I just I love the whole concept of uh the karmic relationships and that feeling of you're supposed to be in my life I have known you in a previous life and I want to know you even more now I have a feeling that I have a friend who is going to walk back into my life in another being. Yeah. She'll yeah. walk back in and I'll instantly know her energy. Yeah. And, and she's someone who I'm not done with yet. If, if that makes sense. Yes. I know there are, yeah. there's, there's more to be done. I might yeah. be 80 years old, but I will meet her again. In another form. Yeah. 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 And so yeah. I think, I just think karmic relationships are fucking awesome and if you're lucky enough to find one that has a lovely lovely impact like I do with my best friend uh then hold on to it yeah. whilst it serves you it's nice yeah it is nice yeah awesome. so Dawny what yeah. do you think of karma it's a whole lot deeper than I went into it thinking I've loved everything I feel you're quite passionate about it because you have so <laughs> much good stuff to say um no, it was really, it's really interesting. And this, yeah, there's a whole lot more to it. And it's a whole lot deeper than I actually envisaged it being. And I hate to tell you, but there's so much more. Oh, I know, I do. Don't yeah. doubt that. Yes. Yeah. I am, I'm pretty sure I've only scratched the surface. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. There must be, yeah, it's a lot, a lot on all of these topics, isn't there, really? Like, you know, what we can chat about in just over an hour is really. Yeah. the surface yeah yeah i mean uh the if any of you ever get to a chance to read or listen to the Bhagavad gita um that it talks about karma in there a bit but if in prep for next week's episode you want to read it it does go into dharma quite a lot yeah. um so we'll be pulling from the Bhagavad gita next week but that does have karma and dharma in it mm -hmm. um so that i i really i like that it's it's summarized nicely within that concept and how it is drawn into yoga and I do think it is very 
um, a very powerful tool within your yoga practice. Yeah. 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 awesome so yeah next week we've briefly mentioned a couple of times that so we're going to talk about dharma um i really look forward to that but yeah in the meantime please do give us any feedback or ask us any questions or comments about karma or about the whole series or about yoga whatever you want we are always happy to hear from you and yeah if you Where want can they get in touch with us dawn they can get in t- <laughs> um <laughs> on our podcast on our instagram yoga life podcast on instagram and on our website mm-hmm. do you remember the website address yes yogalifepodcast.com yay yay and you can listen to us on itunes spotify acast yeah all the normal all places all the other ones as well all the other ones all i've listed places. the ones that i would go to so all the others yeah, yeah. um apparently you can get to us via audible Oh, really oh. yeah in our in my in our insights it tells me that some or a few people have listened to us via audible oh. i have yet to find us on audible so if someone could tell me how <laughs> <laughs> magic <laughs> literally magic um yep yeah, so all the places dawn got it bang on um please do get in touch subscribe to our newsletter if you want to i mean it's not very active at the moment but do subscribe <laughs> to our newsletter um you'll uh be told when new episodes are coming out um yeah get in touch guys and share and review (gasps) please give us stars give us reviews um we'll love you forever but thanks very much guys thanks for listening bye bye